We appreciate the Lord. It's so good having every one of you here with us here this morning. And uh, it's good to have some that we've been missing for a while. Good having Stanley and our friend. And, and uh, it's good having our regulars. And then it's good also having Josh and uh, Demetrius here with us this morning. And so we do appreciate the Lord. Uh, had a really good Sunday school lesson here. The Lord is coming. Amen. Uh, Sometimes because of the way that the world is today, I like to say a little more specific. Jesus is coming. Amen. And He's coming soon. And so I'm looking forward to Him coming. Uh, Corey and Kayla. No, let's see here. Sister, where's Sister Sheila's class? Oh, all right. Uh, all right, kids, everyone is in Sheila's class. Y'all come on up and have y'all's part. Come on. Get us a song uh, here this morning, and um, uh, have. Do we have any birthdays out here? Yeah, but I didn't know if there was anyone else. Bridget, my mom. And Bridget. All right. Well, we need to sing Happy Birthday to them. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. taking the offering up here this morning for us? Alright, if you would, come on and uh, you would turn and pray and take the offering up for us. Lord, thank you for the good day in your house. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, to give back a portion of that you blessed us with. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the work 
We appreciate it so much. We're good people. Lord, we pray that we could do things that be worthwhile for you. Help us, Lord, I pray. Yes. To yield and give liberty. Amen. Amen. God be saved. We um, we had the opportunity to go out again. Um, we uh, we thought we was going to get stormed on, but we ended up just getting sunned on. It was extremely, it was like 98 degrees. But um, you know, we've been going out to the lodge for several years now. But we've been going to the lodge uh, preaching for uh, I guess ever since this thing's been going on. So for about three months, you know, every Saturday we go out there and it just gets better and better. We got um, Brother Robert coming out now and brings guitar and the music, which is which is amazing. I really do appreciate that. And um, we have uh, we have our services out there. We get out there, we knock on all the doors, we preach. For those of you who don't know what the lodge is, it's basically a big hotel and it's all nothing but drugs. Um, there's people who live down the street, right down the street, who say, I'm scared to go over there. <laughs> but we go out there and we, and we have services and, and most everybody's completely nice to us and and uh, last couple weeks ago, you know, we had one lady. She just came after we preached, and after she prayed, she she came up to us and she said, "You know what? I, I don't want to do crack anymore." That was her word. She said, "I don't want to do this anymore." She prayed, she prayed, she prayed, and then when we came back, she said, "I haven't I haven't done crack since uh, since y'all came and prayed with us." And then not last week, but the week before, um, the woman who lives above Jane, um, she was out there. She was prostituting, and she was um, she was looking for crack. And she came out there exactly when we started doing our services. I think Teresa was the one who actually invited her to come. She stayed. And she left the lodge without doing any prostituting and without doing any crack. And she actually prayed at the end of the service for specifically that. She came right up to me and she was, had tears in her eyes. She said, I just don't want to do crack anymore. So it's, very, it's been amazing to go out there and look at the changes. You know that, that Jesus is the light and, and He pushes back that darkness every time we go out there. And uh, one of the things that we're really, or I'm, me and Sister Sheila and some of the other ones who know is most amazed about, there's two brothers who live out there and they have been hard. Um, when we first went out there, they told them they didn't want their Bibles and they didn't want their prayers. But uh, one of them, he sits out there and he listens every time. And last time, whenever we went out there and we preached, it, uh, it, it blew my mind. He came all the way down these stairs. And he don't, he don't talk to anybody really. He's just up there. He just listens. He walked all the way down these stairs. He came all the way to find me. And uh, he shook my hand. He said, I thank y'all for being out here. Yes. And I appreciate y'all's message. Amen. Uh, I believe that God is moving out there. And um, right. if, if, you, if you haven't been out there, it is a blessing to come. I know last, yesterday was a little different because we had to change it up because of the uh, the storm, but it never stormed. So we're just going to keep the... If we get wet next time, it don't matter. But if you haven't been out there, it's a blessing to come out there and just to be a part of it, to get to pray with some of these people, to get to see how they live, and just to see how God moves even in the worst areas. Um, and if you don't get to go, if you're not able to go, pray for us because we definitely need it.
sorry, but I've been raised in church all my life, and um, sometimes I get a little confused about Jehovah and God, Jesus, huh? Now, am I the only one that's ever had any of that? Oh, are y'all lying to me, or am I just the only one? Huh? Everyone's had some. Huh? Okay. All right. And so, anyway, Jehovah is Jesus. The name Jehovah means um, the I am that I am. Yes. Okay? But in the New Testament, you'll find that He is Jehovah. He is the yeah. one that can be seen. Right. He is the one that can be touched. Amen. Amen. Part of the Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Son, Jesus Christ. And it says that He'll be coming back in the clouds, yes. riding the horse, yes. Amen. and on His clothes. Was it that? King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. He's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. And I, I'm looking forward to Him coming. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's see here. Turn with me, if you would, to Isaiah. i got to see where I put my notes. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. And if you would stand with me, we take our text here this morning to honor the word of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 26, and if you would drop down to uh, verse 19. Verse 19. When you have it, say amen. amen. Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body. Shall they arise? Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust. For thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place, to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank You, Lord. Oh, we thank You for the gift of salvation. We thank You, Lord, for Your love for mankind. And we thank You, Lord, for the precious promises that You have given unto us. Lord, of a better day, of a brighter day. And Lord, here this day in 2020, we are looking forward to Your soon return. We do not know when it's coming, but Lord, we're looking and we say, come Lord Jesus, come now. Come quickly, Lord. Amen. And we're looking for You to come. Come by. Have Your way here in this service, Lord. And anoint us with these words, Lord, that You've laid upon our heart. Help us, Lord, to bring forth those words that, Lord, these that are in the sound of my voice might hear and might desire You, Lord, as I desire You and as others with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their might. We do thank You in advance in Your precious and holy name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, 
Amen. Um, when I really got to study in the Bible, been a long time ago now, thank the Lord, uh, I was really amazed at how so many of the teachings and the doctrines that Jesus uh, described in the New Testament, <clears throat> you could find them in the Old Testament. Yeah. And uh, later on, as I got to study, and some of the old timers would tell me that the um, that the old that the New Testament is enfolded in the old, and that the new uh, old New Testament unfolds the old. Okay, brings it out. Okay, you want to understand the Bible? You got to read it all. Okay, from cover to cover. Amen. We are, as uh, many would call, a New Testament holiness church. But amen. I mean, honest with you, we're all the Testament. We're all the Bible. Amen. Because all of it applies for us. And so here in these uh, these scriptures, uh, we see written in this book. Amen. During the days of uh, Uzziah and Jotham and Ahaz and Hezekiah, that's when Isaiah wrote. Now, about 586 years before Jesus came to this earth, hello, he wrote about these things. Amen. And you look at these words and how important they are and these teachings and this, these scriptures right here. Talk about the first resurrection. Amen. Talks about uh, going and being in heaven. Amen. And also talks about uh, some of the tribulation time. Amen. And then it even covers the, the great white throne judgment. All in three verses. Isn't that amazing? Y'all yeah. look absolutely baffled out there with your nice, uh, nice mask and all that. You just look so good. I wish y'all smile. Y'all smiling? I can't tell. Anyway, but we're but here these scriptures are telling us. And notice the first thing that I read here in verse nineteen: "Thy dead men shall live." Woo! Hallelujah! Thy dead men shall live. Amen. To me, uh, it's a very encouraging, these are encouraging scriptures. And, and you know, really according to where you are at trying to serve the Lord, this is, the, uh, the scriptures can be either very dis encouraging or very discouraging. Amen. Uh, they can uh, be a troublesome message, a fearful message. Amen. So in these things, we uh, in these few scriptures, I I really I got about twenty five scriptures I picked out to preach this morning, and trying to pull pull out just something in here, I couldn't get past but these three or four verses here. Amen. It's exciting. You say, well, why did you decide to teach? I thought it was a great opportunity, and I felt like the Lord impressed upon us to do that. The Lord's coming. The Lord's coming. Amen. And so in these scriptures, we see that though uh, dead, men shall live again. Amen. Even if you're mingled with all the dust of the world. Amen. And also these scriptures talk about the earth is going to cast out its dead. And that there is a difference between men, men and my people. Men and my people. And then it talks about my people are brought into his chambers. And then it says the Lord himself shall come to punish the men 
of this earth for their iniquities. And so, uh, you know, we, we had a vice president several years ago. He uh, coined a phrase that's very, uh, uh, it's used off and on from different times, but an inconvenient truth. Huh? And there is an inconvenient truth. And you know what that is? That there is a heaven and that there's a hell. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Amen. And so uh, to some, we are hoping and anticipating. We are longing for His return. But there are others who are dreading His return. Amen. They're in a state of denial. Amen. They're doing everything they can to work around it. Amen. Uh, they even denigrate it and talk about how crazy it is. Amen. How it could not be. But it's all according to you. What's your relationship with Jesus? It's personal. I appreciate Brother Robert, you've done good this morning. Really done good this morning. And uh, that part about personal. Just because mommy and daddy saved don't mean you're going to be saved. Just because your husband or wife is saved doesn't make you're going to be saved. Just because you go to a particular church, that's not going to make you saved. You've got to know Jesus Christ. Amen. And you've got to know Him in His fullness. Amen. There are a lot of people they can rattle off all... I tell you what, you talk to a backslidden preacher's kid. You ever talk to a backslidden preacher's kid and try to get them back to church? Oh, they're terrible. They're terrible. You start quoting them a scripture, and you know what? They finish the scripture up for you. They know all the scriptures, but they don't know the one the scriptures are about. Got to know Him. Amen. And so, it's so important for us to know Him. Let me go back here to the dead men shall live again. We're living in an age and a time that many people consider themselves their own gods. Okay? Now, they won't come right out and say it, but they'll tell you things like, uh, you know, if I don't take care of myself, nobody else will. And you know, I'm number one, and i got to look after number one. Huh? Come on. Self-preservation. Self, and all they care about is how is it going to affect them. Uh, is it going to build me up? Is it going to make me look good? Is it going to make me richer? Whatever. Amen. And so there are so many who consider themselves as gods. Amen. And there are those who are looking for science in hope of curing all these different diseases. COVID-19. Isn't it amazing? You just talking about COVID-19. I could preach a message on COVID-19. That with one little virus, God was able to pause the entire world. Amen. And it's still pausing. Amen. But they're looking for a cure for that. How long they've been looking for a cure for cancer? There have been a couple of cancer things they, they've cured. Amen? Heart disease, Alzheimer's, even aging. There are some that are wanting to stop aging so that you can live forever. You say, well, that's just craziness. No! That's what the research is going about. Amen? All the time. Prolonging our life and making our life better. You know why? It's a workaround. Amen. They don't want to have to face the Lord. Amen. And so, um, Brother Robert, you were all over my message this morning. Amen. But the Lord here in those verses, He said, Thy dead men shall live. 
He's not just talking about Christians. He's talking about all that are dead. Amen. The saints and the sinners. Those who are serving God and those who are against God. Amen. And so, uh, Brother Robert mentioned it. It was in my message already. I already had a highlight. I can show it to you. Amen. The unchristian form, amen, of these cremations stems from a person's desire that they don't want God to find them. And so they want to annihilate whatever is left so that God can't bring it back together. You know who you're talking to? You're talking about God. You're talking about God who controls infinity. Amen. He controls all of the space. Amen. He knows all of the supernovas. He knows all of where the black holes are at. He knows all of that. He created man. He keeps us together. Amen. Over in Colossians it says, And He is before all things, talking of Jesus, and by Him all things consist. Amen. We are staying together because of Jesus. You cannot hide from Him. You cannot uh, say, uh, 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 Mr. Musk, I want you to put my urn on on one of them spaceships and I want you to send it out there where you sent that uh, nice Tesla car heading toward Mars. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Huh? Amen? God still can get you right there. It don't matter where you go. God's got your number. Amen? And then we see also here that the earth is going to cast out its dead. Amen. Now I don't. I love looking at words, Hebrew words, the Greek words, all that kind of stuff. And here, this word "cast out" means to fall. So I don't really understand how that works. But in my imagination, it's kind of like spitting or burping, huh? Huh? The ground's going to burp. Come on. Come burp all those dead bodies out. All of them. Sinner and saints. Are all going to come out of the ground. Amen. But here I want you to pay special attention to verse 20. Because there is a difference between men and my people. I want to ask you something. If, If someone asks you, are you God's people? What would you answer? If we're not careful, too many times we'll get caught up in this Jewish-Gentile thing all the time. But I'm talking about men or my people. Are you God's my people? Huh? And, uh, and there's a lot of difference between those. Amen? But notice he, he says there, come my people. And I get excited when I think about that when he says, come my people. Amen. And so, uh, if you'll remember, God's always had a people. Amen. From the very beginning. Can you name me the first one? Adam. Come on. Adam and Eve. Then you had uh, Enoch and Methuselah and Noah. Amen. All of these were God's people. And I might add, for some of you that don't realize this, none of them were Jews. Okay. And then there was Jephthah and Shem. Then came Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they were not Jews. Do you know that? Come on. And then there came the 12 tribes, amen, and one of the 12 tribes was Jewish. And his name was Judah. Come on. 
I'm just try, I'm trying to get you to recognize because sometimes we get locked in on this Gentile and Jew thing. Amen. But all of those before Judah were not Jews. They were just God's people. My people. People of a promise. Amen. People who serve God. People who love God. Amen. And so after these 12 tribes, after there were many more after that particular time, and then there was born Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born to a virgin Mary. Amen. Amen. And by His birth and by His death, amen, and resurrection, we've been adopted into His family. Amen. Now we are part of his people. Amen. We are now, amen, a people who were no people. I love the Scripture over in Romans 9.23. And that He might make known the riches of His glory on the vessels of mercy which He had afforded prepared unto glory, even unto us whom He hath called not Jews only, but also the Gentiles. As He saith also in O.C., I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in that place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so there's a difference between my people and just men. Are you part of His people? Amen. You, uh, you can tell, you know, uh, sometimes there are different ones that, and uh, we're, we're not big into sports here, but if you go other places, you can tell sometimes they'll have rivalries going on. There'll be, some will be wearing a Georgia Tech shirt and some will be wearing a Georgia shirt. Uh, and really and truly, you know, you can say, well, that's a Georgia Tech guy, right? Or that's a Georgia guy. Or maybe a Florida Gator. Come on, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Huh? That's their people. But I want to tell you something. That's not us. We're His people. We follow Him. Amen. We don't go by the styles and the things of this world. Amen. But we go after the styles that God has for us. Amen. We march to His music. We march to His Word. Amen. We are obedient unto Him. That's what makes us His people. Amen. And I like that where the Lord says, My people. He claims us. Huh? You had a talk with Jesus lately? Do you know Him? Does He claim you? Huh? Moses had to say, talk to the Lord one time. You know, Moses was awesome. I don't know if y'all know that. Moses was awesome. But anyway, he was talking to him and he said, uh, said, Lord, you say you know me. Know me by name. So, where is this one you said would lead me? Huh? And he basically told the Lord, he said, unless you send that one to leave me, I'm not going anywhere else. Right, right. Huh? Yeah. Yes. And you know what his answer was? He said, I'll lead you. I'll lead you. Yeah. Amen. And oh, when you get to really researching that, you'll find out that's that Jehovah. Amen. And that's that one. Amen. Uh, Moses was leading all them millions of people behind them. Amen. But oh, he was following that one that was in front of him. Amen. I don't know if anyone else could see the Lord leading him, but Moses could see him. 
Amen. Leading him through. And so in these scriptures we see that he says, Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers. Amen. It's a group. Amen. It's a, uh, it's a big place. I love in Revelations it said, I saw a number that no man could number. Amen. Come into my chambers. He said, and shut thy doors about thee. When God gathers His people, folks, it's going to be it. Yeah. Just like the ark, when the door shut with the ark, no one else got in. Whenever Jesus in the parable, amen, uh, brought the uh, bride and the bridesmaids in and shut the door, no one else got in. Amen. I don't believe in second chances when it comes to that. Now, when it comes to my failings and faults, thank the Lord for second chances. Thank the Lord for third chances. Well, I had to find me a clicker, Brother Caleb, figure out where I'm at. Amen right now, but I thank the Lord for it. Amen. But when it comes to when He calls His people, there'll not be any second chances. You're either going to go out. Amen. We may disagree on when we think the rapture is going to happen. Amen. And as long as it's pre-trib, I'm I'm pretty okay with it. But uh, I'm sorry, pre-millennial, I'm pretty okay with it. Okay? But (coughs) here's the thing. If it's at the beginning, it's at the middle, or right at the end, amen, we're all going at the same time. There's just one train going out. Just one ship leaving. Just one trumpet blast. Amen. Just one resurrection of the first. Amen. Resurrection. Just one. Amen. And so we've got to be ready. Amen. And so he says, come in for a little moment. You know what that word moment means? A wink. A little wink. Like a twinkling of an eye. Come on. For just a little bit of time, we'll be with Him. Amen. But then He's coming back. And when He comes back, Amen, all those who've got the mark of the beast upon them, Amen, God's going to judge them, Amen, and throw them into that lake of fire. And then at the end of a thousand years, that's not in my Scriptures here, but anyway, at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ on this earth, Amen, Jesus will be ruling and reigning out of Jerusalem, Amen, and the saints will be ruling with Him. At the end of that thousand years, Satan will be loosed and he'll deceive those who, uh, uh, you know, who were still alive. I don't don't ask me how all that happened, but anyway, he was going to deceive them, and they're going to try to fight the Christians and the the saints of God. Amen. And God's going to destroy them, and then comes the great white judgment. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You can't hide from God. That's what it says right here. The earth shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Murderers think that they, you know, they got away with murder. You know, they hide the body. Uh, They put it somewhere or maybe they've done something very grotesque with it and disposed of it somehow. We don't. Everyone will be brought back. Everyone will be disclosed. 
Amen. And there'll not be a single person that gets by with it who's not covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. You can't hide from God. can't hide from the devil. Amen. Uh, the, the, the Lord, amen, has allowed Satan to cause us to tempt us. I don't know about you, but I don't want the Lord against me. I'm reminded of the time when A, was it Ahab or yeah, Ahab, I think it was, was going to do something. Amen. And Micah was shown a vision. Amen. He said, I saw in heaven. And the Lord said, Who will go and cause Ahab to fall? And it said, One came. You know who that one that came? It was the devil. I don't want to be against the Lord. Come on. I want to be on His side. I want to be His person. I want to be one of His people. Amen. Can I tell you? I know there's a lot of strange teaching out there right now, but there are not going to be two groups in heaven. Huh? There are not going to be the Jews and the Gentiles. No! They're going to have one people. Amen. One people. And we can be part of it. We've lost a lot of great people here recently. And... Uh, and as some of you may or may not know, Brother Steve lost his dad. He was a great man of God. He really was. Amen. I got to trying to figure out when I probably first met him. And I got to thinking somewhere between 1975 or 1976 when I met your dad. Huh? He was there. He was there. Come on. Great man. Amen. Name Phil. So much at home when I finally showed up at the church. I never knew about the church down on 49th Street. Amen. But knowing somebody that had been kind to me before. Amen. He'd always been kind and helpful. Amen. But you know what? He's going to be in the grave. But it's not where he's going to stay. And if time tarries, you're going to be in the grave. Amen. But if you're in the grave or if you're alive when the Lord blows that trumpet for the, His bride to come home, yeah. my people, in the grave or alive, you got to go home. I want to ask you something. Teresa, come get me a song. I want to ask you something. If the Lord should blow His trumpet right this moment. Are you ready? Would you go? Well, so-and-so, some preacher told me that I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that little voice deep down inside of you that tells you. Huh? Would you go? Or would you be left behind? Come on. Do you know Him? You say, Brother Jeff, I'm trying to learn all about Him. You know what? We've got to read the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you something. i got to read the Word of God because I wanted to find out what i got. Is it right? Huh? 
That's a whole lot different than trying to get myself to be living like that. Instead, I want to know this experience that I have. This feeling that I have. When the Lord came by and talked to me. When the Lord came by and shook me. Amen. When I began to feel His Spirit. Amen. Upon me. Amen. Is that scriptural? Is that there? I found that it was. Amen. If you believe that there's no feelings with salvation, then you got nothing. It's not all in the feelings. There are times we have to, to go beyond our personal feelings, but I'm going to tell you what, salvation, you can feel it. Amen. With the Holy Ghost, you can feel it. With the convicting power of God, you can feel it. Amen. When if I'll be honest with you, I don't want an old dead religion that's just by the Word or just by a book. I want something that's alive. That can wake me up in the middle of the night. Can stop me when I'm reaching for the wrong thing at a store. Come on. I want a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And we can have that. It's not something in the past. He is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. And He is alive and well and here in this house. I felt His presence here already. Amen. And He's dealing with your hearts. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, this, uh, this, uh, this plague that God has unleashed upon the world, amen, it is a plague, amen. You don't have time to play. Right, right, right. And if you don't know the Lord, you can be gone in just a few days. Amen. They say Brother Bob was walking up and down the, you know, in the nursing home just the other day. Didn't even show symptoms at first. Pushing his, his cart around. Amen. Uh, doing good. Amen. And they tested everybody, I guess, on a regular basis. And they said he had it. And he didn't even know he had it. Huh? That was about a week and a half ago. He's gone. Yeah. My Uncle Leroy. Leroy Morgan. Amen. Great man of God. Came down sick. Was on a ventilator for two weeks. And he passed. It's not just the sinners. Amen. This plague is on all of the world. Amen. I believe these two that I just mentioned, they made it to heaven. But it's still a judgment from God. There are a lot more sinners that are dying that need God. And I want to ask you the question, do you know Him? Do you have Him? Amen. Is it that? Do you have that burning fire within you that when you begin to speak about the Lord, that something stirs? Amen. You're going to have to have it. You're going to have to know Him. Amen. You're going to have to be one of His people. He calls them my people. Let's stand all across the house. Back in the revival of the early 1900s, when the revival spirit began to move across America, amen, and even before that time, that you can trace it all the way back to when John Wesley was preaching on his father's gravestone. 
they got to preaching about a thing called the experimental experience. It's different than what we would call today experimental. We would think experimental means, well, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try that, and I'm going to try this. No. What they meant was that you pray till you pray through it. You pray until you get an experience with God. You pray until you have an experience with God. Amen. And you know Him. And nobody can tell you any different. Do you know Him like that? Let me tell you something. Oh, help me, Lord. If you really know Him, I don't believe in once saved, always saved. I don't believe in that. A lot of people get saved and then they turn their back on God and go back the other way. But I'll tell you this much, I don't know how a person can have an experience with God and turn back. It's those that do not have an experience with God that when things get tough, and when the devil keeps saying God's against you and you can't be saved, amen, whenever all of those words are coming against you, amen, they look and go back. But those who got an experience with God, they said, get behind me, devil. I'm going on. Oh, I remember one time the devil had me in the floor. I was in a bad shape. I was in a bad way. Amen. I felt like I'd lost everything. I'd lost my good name. Amen. And for a while I used to brag about, well, at least I got my good name. But I lost my good name. I lost everything. Amen. And the devil come to me and said, you might as well just give up on God now. You don't even have a good name. I said, devil, now I don't have any reason not to serve God. Amen. you got to have an experience that will carry you through. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of you are sitting here, but I don't understand how some of you can be in and out, in and out, in and out. You're more out than you are in. Get an experience with God. The trumpet's about to blow. Amen. Or the plague's about to get you. But either way, you're about to meet God. And you need to be right with Him. Heads bowed. Heads bowed. While I pray this prayer, I want you to pray. Amen. Dear Jesus, Lord, I've tried to deliver my soul. I've tried to be obedient to that which you were telling me to say. And Lord, here this morning, I pray, Lord, that you would open these hearts and these lives. Lord, I pray that you would cast down our pride. And we cast down those that, what will other people think? Cast it down, Lord. And help them to come to know you. Jesus, I thank you. You have been so good to me. Oh, you've been so good to me. And I know that you'll be good to any of those that come to you. Lord, deal with those hearts. Draw them unto yourself. Call them that, Lord, they might become one of your people. One that will make it. Lord, I pray, forgive their sins. Touch their hearts and their lives. Revive them. Give them a hunger for you, I pray. If you pray to prayer, and that's what you're praying, and you're seeking God, these altars are open. And you can come to this altar, you're not joining a church. No, you're not. And you can come to these altars right here and bow down.
before the Lord because He's the only one that can save you. And you can pray and say, Jesus, wash me. Cleanse me, oh God. Make me a new creature. Help me, oh God, to be your person. The one that you can be proud of, oh God. Help us. If you want to pray that prayer, if you want to seek God, if you want to experience with God, Amen. Why don't you come and seek it here this morning as they sing these songs? Why don't you come? Pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Thank you.